0: Politics podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed.
1: Welcome back to Flower Politic Podcast. It is the 27th of March, 2020, and of course, this is part B of our show. We're going to go straight into news and social media nuggets, because we already did the politics on the A, that was about two hours and 35 minutes, and I didn't want to have a gigantic one on top of it. Um, not doing a military corner, but I did want to cover that the Eisenhower... Everybody has to be tested, which is not a good thing. Um, that's really, really bad. Um, <clears throat> other military ones, um, as stated partially in the first podcast, um, the 101st has gone to Mission Essential only. And what's really kind of sad is the Army is asking retired soldiers who are in the medical field, if they'd come back. Because unlike the civilian sector, um, you know, we we really have a shortage. We've done so many cut-downs on the military health system that they are short. That's why it takes me so long to get an appointment. That's why... I, I have to do all my uh, physical therapy, things like that. It all has to be off post. You can't do it on post. They don't have the man hours to do it. I will be venturing next week to a military pharmacy because me and my wife, um, she takes estrogen and I take blood pressure. That goes through the military. So we'll see how that works. Um, As of right now, I called it in. There was no changes, but I'm sure when I get on the ground, I'll, I'll see what they're doing um, when I, when I got on post. So let's go into our college crazy. I do not have a soundbite, but for shits and g- giggles, let's do it. Professor alleges gender bias and masculine jobs. Business owners remind her of reality. Yeah. The University of Colorado Boulder Leeds School of Business Associate Professor Stephanie Johnson and her colleagues recently conducted a study concluding that attractive women are negatively affected by their parents when applying for masculine jobs such as construction, creating a form of what she says is gender bias. Johnson connects her poth- hypothesis with the beauty is beastly effect when a woman's career opportunities are affected by her parents. Johnson and colleagues blame American societal norms for this observed inequality. It is possible that we so often see what is beautiful as good affected because attractiveness, or at least the pursuit thereof, has become the norm in American society. In a just world, physical appearance would not affect hiring decisions at all. It adds, followed by a reference to unique law in the District of Columbia that make it illegal to discriminate for personal appearance. Only a liberal city would write that down. Within this study, the masculine jobs revolved around construction with an experimental group made up a variety of ages and expertise ranging from undergraduate students to masterwork in the field. Attractiveness was measured by 10 participants who rated 24 females on a number scale that correlated number with the unattractive to extremely attractive. Whoa, we're ranking people? It was from these scores that researchers determined who was an attractive versus an unattractive subject. They then inserted the rated female subjects into multiple interviews. Daniel Baker, the owner of Baker Concrete Construction, told Campus Reform, We at Baker look for the best person for the role. I believe it's high time that all women and men be treated equal. Baker also brought up a factor in the hiring process that Johnston Johnson did not consider in her study all Baker co-workers must be physically fit enough to do the job norms inferred for the composition of finalist pool could more generally affect the evaluation of a woman most importantly the finding created an inequity for women um yeah if I applied for a job with a construction firm I'm here to tell you I wouldn't get the job and I wouldn't bitch and say it's because of my looks that I'm an ugly person. I I would say it's because I'm fucking unqualified. I don't know shit about laying concrete. I used to know how to lay the pipe. You know, like that. Bum, bum, bum. Shh. University of Arizona students say finishing class is asking too much. Demand passing grades. So let's just fast forward to Ivy League professor. Just give everyone an A. Not reading it. I refuse to read it pass fail that's that's what they wanted and overlying all this with the coronavirus and the craziness that was going on the squad members called for 30k student loan debt per person to just go the fuck away in the bill they're so invested in this free college for all they wanted us not only to give money to all the slush funds they wanted 30k for every college student Do they have a money tree somewhere? Because I I don't know where that tree is. So, we're going to go into the gay stuff. I'm going to play back-to-back for editing purposes. A show I really wanted to watch because Rolo from Vikings was on it. But then I found out they had a tranny kid that was six. Yeah. And then some more Hollywood shit. Just, you know... That's why we gave PBS $300 million. We just need to gay the fuck out of every fucking show.
2: Hey. 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 Bow. Oh. Bow. Oh. Bow. Oh. Low pump and the cut. Hey. Gang shit. Hey. Gang shit. 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 Gosh, gosh, gosh.
0: Ollie, can you take Charlotte? Sure. Anthony, uh, you can take me. Hope and JJ.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Okay, where is he? Where's JJ? I'm right here. What is that?
2: Grandma said I had to wear it. I just thought it would make everything easier
0: today. You mean it would make today easier for you? Well, honey, I think she looks darling. He, Mom. How many times
3: have I told you that J.J.'s a boy and he likes to be called he? Come on baby, we'll go change.
2: I'm not mad, Grandma. It can take people from their generation a while to understand. Come on, you. You have to understand, I'm her grandma and I love her and she's so young.
0: How can a first grader decide she's a boy?
2: I don't think he decided to be a boy I think he just is a boy That's how Scott explained it to me I don't think we should be thinking about what Scott would want today We all should You know Let JJ be JJ
1: I really wanted to watch that show I was. I, I was in a million little things for a while, but then it just got too much of the story of us going to kick each other in the balls all day and be depressed. So I canceled after season one. Sorry for the slurp. I'm freaking free basin monster right now. Meet Argentina's first transgender Newcaster, the Diane Zerko. Diane Zerko is Argentina's first out transgender newscaster. The 40 year old reporter achieved this milestone Monday when she began serving as co anchor of public television evening news program. Zerko told the Associate Press that her presence challenges society. It's an invitation to society that says, This is me, behind me, there are more people like me who want to express themselves. We are capable. We can study, we can train ourselves, we can communicate to you what is happening in our country. We just look like a fucking freak. This is me with the wig. Yeah, totally. Uh, legislative Argentina is a world leader in transgender rights. In 2012 Latin American nation passed a law that cleared hurdles for trans people, blah, blah, blah. However, anti-trans discrimination and violence remain an issue in Argentina, according to National Observatory of Hate Crimes. Remember, this is from The Advocate. 2017 marked a spike with 102 hate crimes towards LGBT people with trans people bearing 58%. Before becoming a reporter, Zirko once considered making a living as a sex worker. Yeah, I want my news from a sex worker. There's nothing that says journalism in 2020 than a transgender ex-sex worker. I mean, that's what CNN, I'd probably watch CNN if that actually happened. It's better than looking at fucking Wolf Blitzer and everybody's gay in the evening and they're just hateful, it would actually be a little entertaining to see a dude like me with a beard and a wig. Which, on a bi-note, not a bisexual note, but a bi-note, I watched Lego Master. Don't fucking judge me. I used to play with Legos. And throughout the show, there has been this uh, cosplay-dressed-looking chick and a dude that has a full fucking Davy Crockett beard uh, mohawk and a bow on his head. He wears j- rompers and jumpers. He's just basically a train wreck. I'm not saying that as a transphobic person. I'm saying it as if I was trans I'd still be like dude f- f- pick something alright just pick something. Anyway they have been the sub par group. They've never been voted off. They just voted off two dudes that were brothers that were fucking masterful, they would get elevators to work, they worked some serious mojo in the last one, and as the British or Irish chick and the other guy that worked for Lego were trying to explain why they're getting voted off, they couldn't come up with a reason, and so I went online and said, this is pure bullshit, this is SJW crap, Mr. whatever gender he is, because I don't think he even knows, and his partner are fucking garbage, but you didn't dump him because he's Mr. Whatever Gender He Is. I fully expected that tweet to get me suspended. I thought I was going to get clubbed. I got retweets. And I went to their sites, and some of them are like big-time libs who agreed with me. Because that was the only reason why they stayed on. There's no quantitative reason. I'm not a Lego expert. I'm just saying... I think they were scared. They voted the black dudes off like we won. Get the fuck off. They didn't give a shit. But they they won't get rid of this guy, and he's really bad. I mean, they're really bad. They don't even make good shit. It was a gaudy clusterfuck that they even said, we don't know where you're going with this. And the other guy had all these high-speed shit on the inside, and it was harder to see. And so that's the reason why they said they got him off, because we couldn't see your fancy shit. Well, you did fancy shit. These motherfuckers did like paint splotches and weird shit. It made no sense. It was gaudy. It was horrible. Everybody on the show even went, What the fuck? You could see the contestants, so. I don't want, you know, I always hear about this oh, LGBT, you're kept down, the man, and you homophobic. Shut up! No, that's not the way it works. You're in every show. And the Council of Dads just showed it. What the fuck? How many people in the .07% of America have a six-year-old tranny kid? .0000000001 What? Trans businesswoman shot to death while being treated in an ambulance. Nothing had to do with her being trans. She just got killed. So gay websites and the left and the goddamn Southern Poverty Law Center once again keep on doing it the site I used to go to got taken down because they were scared of the LGBT mafia but I've yet to find I mean the the key one and I say it at nauseam people like Matt are like oh just shut the fuck up about Matthew Shepard Tony well that was a bullshit story everything fucking factual thing, the media says. It's grounded on bullshit. It's not even true. Want to count the queer the census and be tallied? Then queer the census. Let's try that again. Want to count? Then queer the census and be tallied. I took the census the first time in 2010. I was ready to fill it out when the form came in the mail because several of my friends had taken a job at census com- enumerators. I knew the census was connected to voting and public benefits, so I wanted to make sure my partner and I were counted. I also know it it should have taken the census of 2000 when I was living alone in a studio apartment above a restaurant where I worked, but I didn't fill it out, in part because I was on probation and fearful of an interaction with the government, but also because I didn't understand why it mattered so much. My experience with the census is not uncommon. For many LGBTQEIEIO people, in particular, the census feel irrelevant. It doesn't collect data on sexual orientation or gender identity though it does fully co- collect data on same-sex couples <clears throat> so we don't see ourselves reflected on the form for others in our community fear of how the data may be used makes us hesitant to complete the form these factors have an unfortunate impact the end result of which is that people who are impacted by the most by the census are least likely to complete it the it needs to this needs to end in 2010 the national lgbtq task force wow they got a task force launched the queer the census campaign To help our community understand the importance of data collection. State and local government business and nonprofits use census data to make decisions about our everyday lives, like where to place bus routes or how many nurses. Census data are used for defending our civil rights, providing proof of discrimination on local and regional scale. Task force is working with a coalition of groups to ensure that the community has historically have been undercounted on the census, know just how important it is. Listen to the groups. We join NALEO, Asian American Advancing Justice, AAJC, Color of Change, National Congress of American Indians, the Arab American Institute, and dozens more to assure that together our message is reaching every marginalized community. For more information on that work, check out Census Count. I spent much of the last two years traveling around the country talking to gay people, people of color, which are more important gay people, low-income people, and people with marginalized identities. Blah, blah, blah. Go to QueerTheCensus.org. Well, let's do that. Hmm. Queer The Census. Increase funding. Fair congressional districts. Better enforcement of civil rights. Donate money to us. Attorneys, advocates, activists, service providers then use those data to present press decision makers for change to show the needs and enforce our civil rights every decade the census misses or or undercounts hundreds of thousands of marginalized people including low income people of color very young children, same time it overcounts white people, homeowners and wealthy people yeah sorry to hurt your feelings it's still going to come out to 5.4% my census is upstairs. I'm doing it this weekend. But, once again, when I fill out a census, white, non-Latino. If anybody has a bitch about how these things are collected now, what the fuck does that mean? It's no longer Caucasian. Because we have to make sure, oh, if you part Caucasian, we, we want to know about the part other than Caucasian. So they're like... I just want to be a smart ass and say, "Yeah, I'm Latino." If I just have a fucking mustache and I actually spend some time in the sun and I'm not a fucking vampire, I look Latino. There's a picture of me as a drill sergeant. Everybody thought it wasn't me because it looked like a. They they said because this is the '90s when you could say this word. You look like a Mexican. Now, if you said that, you'd probably get kicked out of the army. Hey, Idaho, fight COVID-19 and leave trans kids alone. Everybody from hospital, pharma, uh, shut the fuck up. All government officials should be working just as hard to respond to the coronavirus pandemic with real solutions. That's why it seems absurd to us that state lawmakers in Idaho have been forced to spend time addressing a bill that aims to stop children from playing games. House Bill 500 has passed. I know, I just read this, but they every gay site had it. They're so pissed off that now conservatives want to take care of fucking women. Protect women. It's just it's a weird day in our country when conservatives non progs, let's just put it that way, because I'm, you know, a independent conservative independent. I lean a little right. To some of you I'm like tipped over right, but you know, really where I live, I'm a lean a little right. We're defending women. That's just fucking bizarre. Noga Trugkakoskoplowski brings us our next one. New York City guidelines for sex in time of Corona. You are your safest sex partner. Masturbation will not spread COVID-19. Why is a government putting this out? Having close contact, including sex with only a small circle of people, helps prevent the virus. Only fuck about under 10. And no orgies. There's actually an article on Drudge. They had to break up an orgy. It just fills all those really super religious people who think this is apocalypse. But this is what they put out. Three, take care during sex. Kiss can easily pass COVID. Avoid kissing anyone who's not part of your small circle under nine. women. Mouth or anus might spread COVID. I think if you stick your tongue up somebody's ass, yeah, you're probably going to pass a disease. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but shit is like, got some bacteria in it. Uh, I, I, you know, once again, I slept in the Holiday Inn Express and Express, so didn't go to medical school. Condoms and dental dams can reduce contact with saliva or feces during oral or anal sex. Washing up before and after sex is more important than ever. Wash hands often. with Soap and water for at least 20 seconds. The, the root pink news, the advocate, the gay blade. Wash your sex toys. Because, you know, I guess you're sharing it with somebody else sticking it in their ass. What the fuck is wrong with everybody? Why do you have to put out a PSA, don't stick your tongue up somebody's ass who might have COVID? I mean, we're supposed to be social distancing. Tongue and ass is not social distancing.
3: Everything is racist. The news you know that hand sanitizer, face masks, and toilet paper are in low supply all across the nation. But do you know what's always in stock? Racism. Today's baggage the racist history of pandemics. Coronavirus disease, or COVID 19, is a respiratory illness that was found in China in late 2019. The virus has since traveled across the world and hell, it's alarming. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Cardi B tells no lies. In all seriousness, COVID-19 is very real. It's highly contagious, and there are cases of the disease in over 100 countries around the world. Since the coronavirus has traversed the globe and affects so many people, the World Health Organization has declared that it's a pandemic. And unfortunately, as COVID-19 spreads, so does fear, prejudice, and xenophobia. Ever since the virus appeared in Wuhan, China, Chinese people and other East Asian folks have been turned into villains. Those thought to be the carriers of this disease. Hmm,
0: that sounds racist.
3: Before we go any further, let's clarify a few terms. First up, xenophobia. You might have heard this word floating around as of late. Xenophobia is literally a fear of foreigners. And xenophobia, on the other hand, is a more specific kind of bigotry pretty much is the fear of Chinese people. In the United States, this perception that people from other countries carry a contagious disease dates back to the 19th century. Marlon Chowkwanyin is a historian and assistant professor of sociomedical sciences at Columbia University. We sat down to chat about pandemics and Outsiders. So, Professor, when do we first see contagious diseases linked with outsiders? I think this
2: rhetoric of blame really solidifies in the 19th century because of the huge wave of immigration um, throughout the 1800s. And it really follows a couple, I think, basic themes that have been remarkably persistent across centuries, really. One is that the outsiders have this kind of intrinsic quality, something maybe biological, but it makes them more prone to getting diseases and to affecting others. And the other is sort of related to that, but I think it's uh, distinct. It's that these outsiders behave badly, so they don't clean themselves, they eat strange foods, they uh, live in very cramped spaces. I think one of the most prominent groups that this happened to uh, in 19th century was um, in the antebellum era. It was the Irish uh, who were often blamed for cholera epidemics. A few decades afterwards, you get a lot of immigration from southern Europe. Italians are blamed for polio outbreaks. African-Americans uh, and Jews from eastern Europe are often singled out for TB Over in California and cities like San Francisco uh, and Los Angeles, it's uh, the Chinese, Japanese, and Mexicans who are blamed for uh, smallpox outbreaks, typhus, uh, trachoma, and, and TB as well.
3: The professor says that these associations lead to some extremely harsh practices around immigration. Just take a look at medical inspections as an example. While the feds still require immigrant health examinations, back in the day, these were hella invasive. And not everyone got the same treatment. Chao Quan says that Chinese immigrants face particularly strong and invasive medical inspections. Chinese and Mexican immigrants could have been stripped naked, had their blood and urine sampled, or their bodies disinfected with chemical agents. Immigration laws banned people from entering the United States if they suffered from quote-unquote loathsome or contagious disease. All because the fear of immigrants and contagious disease had these white people shook. For context, this is around the same time that Jim Crow laws started to emerge in the United States post-emancipation. So this fell right in line with America's trash treatment of non-white people. And similar to Jim Crow, discrimination towards immigrants was put into law. This is when we start to see immigrants from Ireland and Italy woven into the American fabric a bit more. They become accepted as white. But for the other folks, Chao Kuan Yin says that the fear of contagious disease was even used to justify residential segregation.
2: We also know that many neighborhoods of mostly uh, working-class African-American and immigrant residents were bulldozed uh, throughout the 20th century and raised, and a lot of the rationale for that is these are, these are cauldrons of disease.
3: With America's history of racism and xenophobia, it's no surprise that during this public health crisis, the othering continues.
2: The Chinese coronavirus epidemic turns out to be just that, an epidemic. It's racist, they're telling you, to blame the most racist nation in the world for the spread of this virus.
3: Let's start with the media. Take a look at these people wearing masks who are mostly Asian. Why are they being used as cover art in these stories? The thing is, these people are completely unrelated to these stories in any way. Like in the case of this Washington Post article about the first reported coronavirus death in the U.S. But the cover photo shows an Asian couple walking down the street with masks on in south korea and this new york post article that discusses the first case of coronavirus in manhattan yet the tweet is of an asian guy in queens minding his own business with a mask on my dude looks like he's mid on tinder leave him be educational institutions have made some poor judgments too in a now-deleted post, UC Berkeley, a university with a 29% Asian student population, said that xenophobia is a common reaction to COVID-19. Do better. This stigma of Asian people has even led to violence, harassment, and outward displays of bigotry. <laughs> don't
0: want to hit,
2: it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't hit it. Chinese or Yang? Don't come around me. Philippines. I'm sorry. Thank you. This is all my thing.
3: Y'all, this is not okay. Donald Trump and the Trumpets are guilty of racializing the coronavirus too. He tweeted saying that we need a wall now more than ever because racism.
2: I think this continues to perpetuate uh, this very strong link between um, Asian people more generally or Chinese people more generally um, and the virus itself. I mean, China had the misfortune of being um, the first country where there were a large and huge number of cases, and this tendency to kind of shift it, uh, to reduce it (laughs) to this one country, this one place, I think, um, can also contribute to some of the xenophobia that we've been talking about.
3: The shade is Italy has been coping with one of the largest outbreaks of COVID-19 in the world, but they're not being stigmatized in the same way. Some of these attitudes are really ironic. Dr. Celine Gounder is an infectious diseases specialist and host of the American Diagnosis and Epidemic podcasts. She points out that some of the earliest cases of COVID-19 involved some unlikely suspects.
0: So some people have reached out to me saying, well, if I charter a private plane for whatever event, you know, that'll keep me safe, right? But I mean, remember, who was getting infected in the beginning? If you look at some of the early cases, these were wealthy businessmen who were traveling to China on business trips and then bringing it back home. People taking luxury cruise ships. This is not a riffraff or disease of poverty, at least not in the beginning. And I think unfortunately what you're seeing with some of the anti-Chinese xenophobia is again, it's, it's this othering that we see with every single infectious disease, whether it was Ebola or HIV. There's this very strong instinct whenever you have a new infectious disease to other to say, it's not gonna happen to me. I don't think we've seen the same kinds of travel restrictions being enforced as stringently for people coming from places like Italy as we saw for people coming from China. So you've done
3: lots of work with Ebola, TB, HIV. Did you find that those diseases, those epidemics were racialized as well?
0: Oh gosh, I mean, remember the 2014 midterm elections with Ebola, you had our current president, you had Chris Christie, you had others. Tweeting things like those dirty Africans. You know, I was told that I was crazy, that I was a traitor to this country for wanting to go over there to help people. Oh, wow. These are not primitive people. Unfortunately, there was a real lack of empathy for people on the ground. And I think it's important to understand the context of these places. These are countries where they have a very recent, in their mind, history of slave traders coming and picking up people and, you know, taking them away. There's real trust issues. Are there any other points that you think that we should be aware of when we talk about COVID? You know, regardless of race, what you need to be doing is really the basic stuff. So washing your hands. And I I know people are like, oh, really? That's all you're going to tell me to do? But this is something we really need to recognize, that the best way to protect yourself, wash your hands, wipe down your surfaces in your kitchen and your bathroom. And again, this has nothing to do with race or social status. This is just about basic human common sense.
3: Gounder says that we're likely going to see a spike in the number of cases reported in the U.S. as we test and learn more about the coronavirus. The big picture is no one wants to get sick. And many of us are worried about ourselves and our loved ones. But there's never an excuse for racism. Ever. So cover your cough, wash your hands well and often, and in the meantime, don't be racist trash.
1: As sure as I am a fat, male pattern, balding motherfucker, there will be how COVID-19 attacked people of color and the gay community because of racism and homophobia. Those articles will flow like the water in a creek. That came from DeRoot. Their article, Congress Reaches 2 Trillion Stimulus Package. Here's everything you really need to know about it. Once again, I'm applying this to this is the national broadcasting system company. I want you to think that Fox News has a white people website and the word black is inferred the way white is in this. From this point on, the rest of our lives will be defined around coronavirus, except expect all your father's stories to have the phrase, but that was the way back before coronavirus fucked everything up. To that end, Congress, the group of old white people who don't really care about the people who voted them in office, stayed up into the wee hours of the morning, hammering away at the finer points of a massive $2 trillion stimulus package that will do what all emergency bills always do whenever anything rocks America to its core. It will show our big business and make sure that the rich don't lose more money, and ensure white people have money. I can already hear you now. But Steve, this bill is going to put money in the hands of American people. Fine. Let's jump right into it, since you can't sit still. You can't sit still over there. Money moves. The proposed distribution of payments might as well be hush money bribes to keep Americans satiated long enough that they don't realize that half a trillion is going to distressed businesses to help keep them afloat. Yet businesses are getting $500 and hospitals are getting a fraction of that. But let's talk about the stimulus checks that are supposed to go out to most Americans because as Malcolm X once said, and I'm paraphrasing here, if you stick a knife 10 inches into my back but you send me a $1,200 check N i g g a nigga. Wanted to make sure nobody said I said the n word. Fuck that knife. And then they used a CNN summation. Hmm. Then you go longer. They didn't use NBC because NBC ain't biased enough. They use CNN. Okay, great. Nancy Blow is the part of the bill. You can tell me that the provision in the bill that doesn't allow for Trump and his family and other top government officials and members of Congress to get a loan or money from the program in the stimulus package is not Pelosi's favorite part of the bill. Seriously, that addendum screams vintage Pelosi because you and I both know that if Trump saw money sitting out there, it could be used for shitty hotels and restaurants. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and Democrats successfully nixed a provision that would be pushed in earlier drafts that would allow money to be handed out without listing who received but every loan document would be public and made available. Nowhere in here does it say she gave herself a fucking raise, nor does it say anything about must-use minority banks. They didn't see it. They're so focused on Trump, they just don't realize how much the Democrats, vis-a-vis mother fucking Pelosi, fucks them in the ass. She didn't give a fuck about the black community. They got money for fucking migrants. $300 million. But yeah. An NBC entity... used CNN... and skipped it. Yeah. Next article... and I'm just going to paraphrase this... because it's really big... and then we have another soundbite. Nephew wants to go to Morehouse College. He's going to University of Alabama. We just lost one. In this article... It's how important it is to support historically black college or universities, but then when they break down how much it costs to go to those, unless you're getting money from the United Negro College Fund, it's cheaper to go to Bama. And she infers within it he's going to be with too many white people in racist Alabama. Really? Really? i just always want to say who's the racist now and then here's our second soundbite from da root
4: one of the most ironic things is that i'm a geneticist and i've actually never done a genetic test i'm dr janina jeff and this is a word about the complicated relationship between black people and genetic ancestry testing I became interested in science as a very young girl in New Orleans. I used to do science fairs, and then I started winning them. After I finished my college degree at Spelman College, I went on to Vanderbilt and did some rotations and knew that I wanted to be in human genetics. And so when I got to Vanderbilt, I got a PhD in human genetics. And fun fact, I'm the first African-American to receive a PhD in human genetics from Vanderbilt. So I think we should start with what DNA is. And DNA is a molecule that is found in your genes, and so DNA consists of four letters, A, T, C, and G, and these four letters in certain combinations and sequence make up genes. Genes are like an instruction manual, and genes give your body all of the instructions that it needs to survive. And in addition to those, there's a small percentage that makes us different. So when one person might have an A, you might have a C at that location. And if you have a C at that location, you might have a different physical representation or what we call a phenotype. So the four letters that I talked about, A, T, C, and G, they can change. And when they change, they're usually changing to help your body survive or to help a population survive. The first modern human evolved out of Africa. So because our genomes are the Descendants of ancestors that were thousands and thousands of years old, we have a lot of information in our genomes about how the body has evolved from generation to generation. Direct to consumer tests are any tests that any person can order without a physician. And some of the direct to consumer tests you might be familiar with is 23andMe, Ancestry.com, Family Tree DNA, My Heritage DNA, African Ancestry, Afro Roots. So you send in your DNA and they compare your DNA with other DNA samples that they have in their database, something that we call a reference. And that reference might represent a common ancestor you may have, let's say, in Africa or in Europe. Now as you would imagine, if the database is limited in representation, what you get back is the next best match, which may or may not be an actual representation of your genome or your genetic ancestry. Companies are now increasingly updating their results, and that's a very positive thing. That means that they're working to improve their database and their methods so that you get accurate results. I like to tell everyone to not get too attached to the genetic ancestry results as they're going to be dynamic, constantly changing, and we should be embracing all of our common ancestors and not try to just be tied to one story. One thing that's extremely disturbing to me is that uh, a lot of these companies are marketing towards non-European populations, specifically african descendant populations, and in some cases, they're marketing a fairy tale about our past.
2: Abigail, we can escape.
4: And they're not being very considerate of how a black woman specifically might engage with her genetic ancestry test. We know the history of slavery. We know the history of our fair skin or that European ancestry that lives within us. And it's not a very positive thing. This is a result of rape most times. To market us in a way that this is a fairy tale that Having European ancestry as something positive directly goes into white supremacy. While these companies are all well-intended and they want to do really positive things, transparency is a big key in getting African descendants to participate. Transparency around privacy, so how will my data be used? Will you give access to your database to the FBI or any other government official? I've gotten a free test years and years and years ago, and I learned that anything that's given away to you for free is not actually free, that means you're the product. And I don't think it's clear to a lot of people that you're paying to get your genetic results, but then they're selling your data. And I think a lot of people would feel a little differently about that. Do you want to sell your data? Do you feel like you should get a profit from the selling of your data? I want everyone to be their own shareholder of their DNA. There are a lot of things that have happened in research that have kind of caused this distrust in our community. One of the most famous is Henrietta Lacks. Henrietta Lacks was a black woman who had cervical cancer and she went in to get treated at John Hopkins Hospital and the physician extracted cells from her and saw that these cells continued to replicate. What he did is he continued to use those cells in his cancer research and her cells are being used in every present day research cell biology lab. Henrietta did not consent for the use of her cells to be used in research. Furthermore, there's a financial gain to being able to use those cells in these labs, and there is a lot of money that's being made. How is that money now trickling down to Henrietta and her family or the black community at large? I like to believe though, while a lot of research has been unethical, we do have power within our genome. We have to remember the control we have in sharing our data. And I don't ever say no one should take a genetic test. I actually feel quite the opposite. We all should be engaging in genomics research when we know everything about what can happen. And the more we start to learn about our genomes and embrace the value that is within our genomes, we might be able to use it as a tool for generational wealth. Since we know that value, and since companies are using that value to sell that data, we might be able to do that on our own. I want to see that black futures be prioritized. Talk to me about diseases and illnesses that are impacting black people specifically, and I would be much more engaged to want to help because, really, if I can give my genome to a company and I know that their intentions are to help generations behind me then i feel like i'm doing something good not only for myself but for the relatives that i might not ever meet we should be marketing towards the way the genome holds promise to our futures
1: genetics are racist yeah last one how to play black spades there's one recreational activity that defines black america's unique ethnological experience that we commonly call duck culture Then it would have to be the card competition as known as Spades. I thought playing the tambourine was a definitive black activity until my late teens when I first saw the monkeys and discovered that white people are allowed to both own and play the only percussion instrument officially endorsed by the Holy Ghost. I haven't looked into it yet, but I bet Davy Jones doesn't even have his choir director's license. He probably bought it from a heathen on the lucrative underground tambourine white market. Wikipedia calls Spades a trick-taking card game devised in the United States in the 30s. But that's wrong. First of all, Spades is not a game. It's a skill contact that requires complex, permutative calculations while winning a game only requires luck. Old black men who carry pocket knives do not play games. When Gladiator fought to the death, it was not a game. A white person once told me they enjoyed playing Spades. Spades is not for enjoyment. Spades is about dominance. I'm not going anymore. It, it, uh, then again, white people love scary shit like bungee jumping and hang gliding. Come to think about it, Spades is black person's version of bungee jumping. You might get smashed or you might end up flying. Every fucking time I hear this shit, I just, just fucking go, Are you shitting me? It is, it is the... The equivalence of a person saying, and this is in every article on the route, black people like fried chicken and watermelon. A racist statement from the past, but they do it in every article under the NBC fucking peacock. To liberal shit, this shit came from the goddamn pod Save America these motherfuckers oh they need an ass business. just an ass beating Come on down! You're the next contestant on Liberalship! It's Rhode Island has already been called for Roosevelt, the first decided
0: state of the I don't stand
1: <laughs> Having in strategic states on the East Coast. Connecticut, Alabama, and Delaware are tallying up their final ballots while Massachusetts and Maryland have both been called for Roosevelt. And Virginia and Kentucky have given her its first states of the evening. Roosevelt has picked up his home state of New York While Connecticut and Georgia are both going to Lindbergh, what was predicted by many to be an easy third election for the president is turning into a suspenseful contest with wins. And with Monroe County swinging for Indy, Florida is looking too close to call. So we must retract our earlier statement, saying returns pointed to Roosevelt taking the state. state, With those coming coming in in from the west, Utah, New Mexico, and Arizona all appear to be
2: going. to California and its 22 electoral votes are still in play. Cause I don't
0: stand. Look at this as a defeat, but as a
1: right. The rights reserved to us by our founding fathers. The a guarantee that
0: allows for the will of the people to be heard. here to
2: fight for king and country? To
0: be counted, to be advanced, and to be forever protected. I'm here
2: to kill Nazis.
1: There you are, President I Roosevelt finally making his concession. Charles Lindbergh is the unimpeded winner of this year's presidential election. A crowd of supporters you. and well
2: wishers gathered before his late on election night. The thirty-first president of the United States, Charles mean. Augustus Lindbergh. Thank you for this campaign.
1: Pod Save America retweeted that and they put this out and it's some, another TV show. I think it's on HBO. I'm not even going to name it because fuck them. Fuck them in their asshole. Not doing it. I'm just shocked with how everything in Hollywood comes up when there's a cause. Now, fascists, and they put this out. And then our next little fucking montage of TV shows, abortion, And FBI. Fuck you, FBI. FBI is my joint. I like the show. And then they go and do an episode like this again. It's all white nationalists because they're fucking everywhere. Ice is the second part. I didn't tape it, so I didn't get to see FBI Most Wanted because it was just a SJW fucking nightmare. And they were just all up in the fucking ice, is rounding up people. Bullshit. And I never see shows on terrorism or whatever else the conservative causes at the time you don't see it you just see the cause du jour for the left ending up in scripts all over Hollywood
2: Christopher Columbus came all the way over here and sacrificed his life so that America could be free Americans if that's not you guess what you don't belong here that's why we're asking our friends to donate to my late sister, Kate name to build a border wall. Rosa Orteco's parents are illegals. They think that our taxes are theirs to steal, that our lives are theirs to ruin, that our laws, the laws of the American people, don't apply to them. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's why Rosa Orteco got messed up and killed my sister. Just another drunk Mexican driver who doesn't care about honest American people. If that family had just stayed back in Mexico, my sister would still be alive. That's just a fact.
0: You gotta see this. It's a website Steven spends an hour on every day.
2: Like 1015? It's code for alien in custody. It's a by invitation only site for ICE and Border Patrol agents. We're going to stock the Rio Grande with gators, wetbacks for lunch, jokes about dead migrant children in the desert. Then there's
4: the memes.
1: Toss up the job, would you? All right, folks, I'd like you to take a look at something. This is a secret website for ICE and border agents, federal employees like us. Read those comments. Look at those pictures. You know, when citizens say they don't trust people who work for the government, it's because of bad apples like that. People who post on this site bring shame on all of us. And I don't know about you, but it pisses me off, and I'm not going to stand for it. Now, we have a domestic terror cell with a to find. I want everyone to... Bear down on this mission and show the public, you know, the people that pay our wages, what duty and service are all about. Let's dig in. As soon as you get the names of the people on the site, send it up the food chain. Start with the IG's office and Homeland Security,
3: Yep. Yeah? Hey, Jubal. Yeah. Uh, I supervisor. First name's Austin. Austin, yeah, what's up? I found this post in the photo section of that website. Look at the caption. Me and training bro Austin at Lake Seminole. He's throwing a white power hand sign. Good catch.
0: Where is Lake Seminole?
1: Georgia. Who posted that?
4: might be in the metadata. Hold on.
2: Michael Reese. Ice officer. Runs a detention
3: facility in Ashburn, Georgia. Dad? Dad, can
2: you hear me? Yeah, Tally. What's going on?
3: volunteer and
2: it's being raided. rated rated by who i don't
3: know
1: hey
2: i my
3: phone back Nally. dally jess let's go the ice agents just came in right before we closed they herded everybody together and asked for ids a warrant if they did i didn't see it they separated out 10 Latina women and girls and
2: Tali. This is not anybody told her who she was. Hell yeah, I was screaming at him. She was from the middle school. The other kids told him too. Tali even tried telling him her dad was FBI. The head agent said she
3: didn't look American and that she was going in with the other illegals. Funny. She was probably the only real American in the place. I'm sorry. I did everything I could. I know you did, Daniel.
2: I, I appreciate it. Mr. LaCroix, it's
3: Tali some before they
2: took her away. They wouldn't let her keep it. They really hope she's okay. Thanks, Colleen. What happened to the American dream, to the jobs, to the hopes that we had for the future? They were taken from us, by those from the inner city, by outsiders, by immigrants. Parasites, all latching on to what's ours claim this country for real americans that requires a violent watershed moment from which a white nation will rise again it won't be easy okay, you
0: get the
1: idea we ran the jesus fucking christ the hill twitter refused to j- tag dim video as manipulative media i not going to break it down. We knew it was coming. I just wanted to report it. It's coming. It's not going to stop. Biden's got it out. The one I played in part A of this podcast. They're just manipulating shit. Twitter's not even touching it. But everything Trump puts out, deceptive. Because that's the game. We're, we're in it, man. I mean, Google's going to get worse. I've, I've actually had some... I tried to look up... Um, Just during this podcast, the AOC soundbite I had for This Is America was corrupt, and I tried to look it up, and I couldn't get it. I had to go back and search through the site I got it from to get the fucking soundbite because it was a negative reference to her. All I got was AOC is goddess of everything. The squad is my new god. I need to give up Christianity and bow to them bitches. PETA uses popular video game Animal Crossing New Horizons to push vegan lifestyle. Yeah, that's what I want my kids getting. Gotta hand it to PETA. They know how to capitalize on popular culture. Nintendo released Animal Crossing New Horizons last Friday and has taken the gaming community by storm. The game has broken Japanese record for the largest Nintendo Switch release, selling 1.88 copies, million copies, in 3 days. It's also the fastest selling Switch title in the United Kingdom, and that's just accounting for physical copies which will likely be higher if it weren't in the midst of a coronavirus. The game has provided a much needed escape from coronavirus quarantine and struggling of life as you, a human, are sent to live on a deserted island with anthropomorphic animals as your village companions. The game takes place in real timing. The time, day, and season where you live will be the same in the game. It allows for a leisure game of collective items to decorate your house, island, blah, blah, blah. Pina notices the success of the title released its own guide to living a vegan lifestyle within Animal Crossing and beyond. The guide says you should not fish in the real life or game. Fishing is harmful to animals and the planet, so just starve to fucking death, you bitch doy. It's disappointing that a game in which villagers are from all different species from elephants and ducks to deer and pigs... Coexist harmoniously with human encouraging abusive behavior towards fish and insect insects. Instead of being recognized as the living, breathing, feeling individuals they are, they're presented as a form of entertainment for other villagers. Your island should be a safe space for animals, big and small. It's a fucking game! The same sentiment applies to the insects of the game as well, as goes on to state that you absolutely shouldn't be donating them or fish to a museum, just as a fish doesn't belong in a tank. Insects don't either. Go suck a bag of dicks. I'm not reading anymore. L.A. mayor scolds self, selfish business owners for staying open, threatens to criminally charge them, shut off water and power simultaneously. There's five cities, and I put it in liberal shit instead of the coronavirus, that are saying they're going to fucking arrest you if you're running. Yeah. You're not running. We're just going to fucking arrest you. But the glaring beauty of it, and why I threw it back here, WCVB TV Boston. Reusable shopping bags have been banned for use at MassGov Charlie Baker amid the coronavirus outbreak. This is going on in Oregon, California, the world. You You went on this plastic goddamn bag kick, and now during a... Virus Well Sweet God It's probably bad that you're dragging your fucking nasty moldy fucking sack from store to store and I'm not talking about my ball sack I'm talking about a garbage sack. New York Times Tech takes talks about proper online video conferencing etiquette from at home workers. With so many people now working from home, New York Times Tech brought out an etiquette primer. They deleted it quickly, Lloyd Braun said. Jeffrey Simpson, hey New York Times Tech, I think you accidentally deleted this tweet for an article by someone who hates pets and children. This is what their tweet was. As much as we love your children and pets, we may not want to see them in a video call. Here's a guide to proper Zoom etiquette. The funny thing is, Jimmy Fallon uses his kids. Alec Baldwin had kids flying all over him last night, and it was surprisingly non-political, which blew me away. But that that's what these dick noses did, which I just thought was, I mean, who the fuck? What's wrong with you? They had another article. This one was on uh, WAPO, the do's and don'ts of online video meeting. Do your co-workers really need to make their pets or toddlers part of the call? Yeah. What the fuck? But the best one is poor Jennifer. I hope this translates good. If you haven't seen it, it's just fucking funny as hell. This lady's on there. And listen, I used to take nasty dumps on conference calls. I spent most of my life on conference calls. If I was at the house or in another store or whatever... I would do conference calls all the time from headquarters, and I took dumps, took a piss, smoked smoke cigars. I'd be on the deck, but it's called Mute because it was a teleconference with Zoom, which really surprised me. It's not TeamViewer. TeamViewer was huge when I was um, running cab. It was really cheap, and we used TeamViewer to get everybody on one screen. Um, long story short, she decided to go take a dump on a video conference and forgot and showed her gooch to everyone.
4: Years or whatever. I think it really depends on just like the ethical standards of the profession. And in reality, I've heard that social work kind of has very high standards and, and like, <laughs> like good standards in terms of things. And that oftentimes people don't, like people of other professions don't have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Hold on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what happened?
4: I saw nothing.
2: <sighs> oh my God, Poor Jennifer. <laughs> I
0: got it.
1: What? Yeah, she pulled trow down, set it next to her while she's taking a shit. It was fucking awesome. But there's been a lot of it. Local news doing it. Uh, there's freaking uh, sports radio. But the one that's been getting on my fucking Nads has been all these celebrities. Page six, celebrities are doing makeup free while social distancing. If you click on the link, something we do not recommend, you are faced with long list of Instagram posts from female celebrities who feign bravery by posting selfies. Many deliver insipid, redundant messages such as "stay indoors, practice distancing," all while behaving like a warrior for deciding to forego their Sephora addiction. If I see one more, we're all into it together. No, we're not. You're in a goddamn mansion. I'm in a simple home. You're probably surrounded by toilet paper. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't give a fuck if they have toilet paper. But let's be honest. I mean, get the fuck out of here. There's only one person that's called it out, and that's Ryan Reynolds. And another important message from an important celebrity. Let's spread the word, not the virus. I happily nominate Steve Page, Seth Rogen, blah, 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 plank the curb, stay at home, save lives. I love this
2: guy. Well, thank you, Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, We need to work together and fight off COVID-19. I think the crisis, I think we all know it's the the celebrities. They're the ones who are going to get us through this. Right after healthcare workers, of course, uh, first responders, who work in essential services, uh, ping-pong uh, mannequins. They're great um, childhood imaginary friends, sure, like 400 other types of
3: people. look, stay at home, uh, practice distancing, wash your hands, and
2: get through this thing. We're going to get through this thing together. Um, nominate these three great Canadians to spread the word. Mr. Age, uh, Constable Terry Reynolds, Canadian Mounted Police, and Mr. Seth Rowe of the point gray rogans
1: good for him because let's be honest we really don't give a flying fuck what they have to say nobody does one of the snags of relief bills making abortion providers like Planned Parenthood eligible for aid as a small business Stephen Dennis one of the many remaining snags of stimulus package I'm told Democrats want abortion providers like Planned Parenthood to be eligible for aid Planned Parenthood after the bill. While the stimulus plan provides some much-needed resources for those impacted, the Trump administration and Republican leadership are once again exploiting a public health crisis to target sexual and reproductive health care. Where the stimulus plan falls short for our health and community, expands the discriminatory Hyde Amendment, allows SBA discretion to deny Planned Parenthood new non-profit loans, drastically under funds resources needed to protect our elections GOP leadership from the White House to Congress to the state have made it abundantly clear they continue to cater to the anti-abortion extremists while threatening health care access for millions. We deserve better for our health communities and democracy. My favorite part of all of this is they call non abortion to college people extremists and they say the discriminatory Hyde Amendment so are you saying Planned Parenthood that only black people get abortions? because I think that's what you're saying I mean all your locations are in urban centers near predominantly African American audiences I mean in a real world, as I've said probably too many times on the show, <clears throat> and if everything was flipped, Planned Parenthood would be excoriated for their racist business plan. They're just fucking racist, right? But it, the left's got to manipulate everything, so we put it in the liberal section. Feminist media critic Anita Sarkeesian thinks these questions about America's COVID-19 response prove we need alternatives to capitalism. Why hasn't America frozen rents and mortgages? Why hasn't America nationalized health services? Why hasn't America released everyone in prison? Why hasn't America issued a shelter-in-place for a whole nation? Now's a good time to read up on alternatives to capitalism. Yeah. We need to be socialists. That's what we need to do. Turn the whole thing to socialism. Because if we did that, it would be better. Michael Knowles is the best. Number one, but because that isn't how economies work. Number two, because, like, good health care. Number three, because they're criminals. And number four, because federalism. Others just broke down. Well, it didn't work anywhere else. Look at Italy. Italy. Then the third, let's twist everything to make our liberal bullshit, Marine Fariki. COVID-19 is a gendered crisis. Nurses, nurse aides, teachers, child carers, and early childhood education, aged care workers and cleaners are mostly women. They are on the front line of this public health crisis and carry disproportionate risk of being exposed to the virus. So as we go out to lighter fare... Along with it predominantly attacked freaking blacks being black, gay, transgender people, illegals. Now we're adding it's attacking women. So COVID-19 is racist, homophobic, sexist, and transphobic. Articles to follow.
3: Let us not forget that COVID-19 is a gendered crisis. Nurses, nurse aides, teachers, child carers and early childhood educators, aged care workers and cleaners are mostly women. They are on the front line of this public health crisis and carry a disproportionate risk of being exposed to the virus. Let's also not forget that not all homes are safe places. Quarantine or self-isolation at home will put women and children at risk. Women's advocates and domestic violence experts ha- are warning us that domestic abuse increases during times of crisis. And I'm terribly worried that these warnings have not been heeded by this government that has long resisted adequate funding for the needed resources and refugees. To our lighter fare, first on
1: the docket, we're going to have Heather Lynn, who once again is my 20-year-old heartthrob, if I was 20 again, and Ranger Up, uh, the Heather Lynn is about a ninja dressed half-naked attacking you with pepper balls until you come out and drink a pot of coffee because she works for, of course, Black Rifle Coffee. And I responded back, my wife would be pissed, I'd like this.
2: are better ways to wake up finish it black rifle coffee waking up america the right way okay i'm just gonna assume you've never shot a gun before um so what we have here is a glock 34 from salient um what i'm gonna have you do is Him so fucking hard right now. <laughs> Obviously, we're taking the coronavirus very seriously. But do you think maybe that people are getting a little bit too crazy out there? I mean, I don't want to throw stones, but I'm a little bit worried that last year's as a veteran is going to turn into this year's as a healthcare worker. I was talking to Doc Simpson the other day, and he said that one of his fellow doctors said that going to work in the ER every day was like D-Day. D Day. That's accurate. Couldn't disagree.
1: Next liner fair subject, Lionel Richie wants to make a we are the world to raise money for COVID-19. Be interested to see how that worked out. The last one that they came up with was the one for Haiti, and I got to admit, not too inspiring. 87-year-old Marine with multiple health conditions who survived coronavirus. The Marine Corps trains us to deal with adversity. Dude was jacked up, got it, and lived. And lived. I thought it was pretty fucking inspirational. Next, I got to admit this kind of blew me away and I've never done something this geeky on the show cuz this is this is pretty fucking geeky. There was so much we didn't know about the elusive and mystical trisket. Now, some dude is so fucking bored that he went and researched trisket and me and my wife got some chuckles. Sage Boggs. Okay, buckle up. I want to talk to you about trisket right write about a lot of things, but this may be, well, the first time we've ever covered a biscuit. Several years ago, I was at a party, and I spotted a box of triskets. I asked everybody, what does the word trisket mean? They're clearly based on the word biscuit, but what does the tri mean? The consensus was that tri meant three, maybe three layers or three ingredients. No one knew for sure, so I Googled it. But here's the thing, Google didn't seem to have an official answer either. So we went straight to the source, we emailed Nabisco, and the response we got a few days later shook us to the core. This guy's totally being facetious, but it's really funny. Thank you for your interest in Triscuit Crackers. No business records survived, which specifically explain the origins or inspiration for the name Triscuit. But we do know the name was chosen as a fun derivative of the word biscuit. The try does not mean three. If you haven't done so already, please add us our site to your favorites and visit us soon again. So, this bod guy who's got way too much time on his hands. The try does not mean three. How? How do they know what it doesn't mean, but know that it does mean? How? Also... No business record survived. What the hell happened to Triscuit factory? Did the building explode? Did someone run out of the door and yell, it doesn't mean three right before perishing in a giant blaze? <laughs> I was baffled, and I couldn't stand not knowing, so I did a little more sleuthing online and stumbled on some early Trisket advertisement. Take a look at these bad boys. Trisket, the electric-based biscuit baked by electricity, by the natural food company, Niagara Falls. And there's a pan of fucking Triscuits floating in Niagara Falls. Triscuit is the newest and perhaps the best creation of the natural food company of Niagara Falls, makers also of the celebrated wheat biscuit. Triscuits are to be eaten with cream, fruit, juices, as toast, with eggs, whatever. It goes on and on. Triscuit is based by electricity... The only food on the market prepared by this 1903 process. And the early 1900s box goes on. Triscuit was run out of Niagara Falls and their big selling point being baked by electricity. They were the only foods on the market prepared by the 1903 process. Looking at the lightning bolts, and that's when it clicked. Electricity biscuit. Triscuit means electricity. Son of a bitch! I mean, for seriously, I know that's geeky as hell and totally in the weeds. I never would have known that. And I like Triscuits. I mean, I don't buy a shitload of Triscuits, but I like Triscuits. They're pretty good. But being that they're made that way, wow. Good stuff. So, let's start our reviews. Today, we're going to go over Tiger King, the platform... Caliphate, Unorthodox, and Tacoma FD. That's why I split the podcast. I promised Tiger King, so by now I'm thinking most of you with frickin' Netflix have probably either watched it or you already know what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to go long-winded on that one. I'll go on the other ones. But this show, as I've been describing to people, Oprah, Dr. Phil, Maury Povich, The Doctors... Man, they can't even fix a tenth of this fucking train wreck. It's
2: not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire.
4: There are more captive tigers in the U.S. than there are in the wild throughout
2: the world. Animal people are nuts, man. They're all crazy. I'm sure y'all got a story to tell. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Joe Exotic, and this is Sarge.
1: It was like a mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck oklahoma who owned 1200 tigers and lions and bears and shit Yeah,
0: here love
1: me <laughs> not
2: spoken good looking love to party and have fun i don't think we're done blowing shit up today i don't think <laughs> <who> you are <laughs> They have a heart and a soul and a mind. I've learned from them. But Carol Baskin keeps saying, "I can't have these tigers." If he ever had an enemy in his life, it was Carol Baskin.
3: Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue.
1: Carol is the Mother Teresa of cats.
3: We will end the private possession of these cats. This is my way of living, and nobody's going to tell me any
1: otherwise. Carol has an army of people working for free. She's a plain
2: hypocrite. She literally does everything that I do. The Joe says, will you go to Florida and what? Kill that fucking lady. What a story. And it got way bigger. Sometimes they say that on the prototype for Scarface. We're supposed to be
4: sexy. We're luring people in.
2: You may now kiss the grooms. You're going to have to kill me to shut me up. This is my first album I saw Tiger. There's 28 songs and 16 music videos. I saw a Tiger. Now I understand. I saw a Tiger. Tiger something.
1: This came up on our landing page and I talked about it a little last podcast, but goddamn God damn, there is so much wrong with this fucking show. Everybody on this show is a little bit redneck, broken. There's murder for hire. There is, for sure, one of the characters killed her husband. There's homosexuality. There's abusing animals. I, I would never have watched this. But I couldn't turn away. It was that bad. It was just so freaking bad, there was no way I couldn't watch it, and I've told everybody I can, watch that thing, that is 7 hours of TV that you, you'll you watch, You'll you'll be hooked on it, and you'll walk away feeling so much better about yourself, I mean, you'll feel really good, I'm just saying, really good. The next one we watched was The Platform, this is a horror movie, kind of on the gauge of a, a little bit saw... And a little bit hostile. But it's pretty freaking gross with the food sounds. And I'll give a spoiler alert review of it. It was pretty freaking go- good and it haunted my dreams.
2: Hay tres plazas de personas. Los de arriba. Los de abajo. Los que caen.
0: el hoyo
3: si sí, el hoyo y usted sabe en que consiste esto del hoyo obvio comer que vamos a comer lo que le sobra a los de arriba
2: es asqueroso hay mucha más gente abajo Dentro de poco habrá menos. ¿Que era una persona? Pues claro que era una persona. ¡Es que nadie va a hacer nada! Si todo el mundo comiera solo lo que necesita, la comida llegaría al nivel más (risa) bajo. Precidio. El hambre desata la locura. Ah. Tiene buen corazón. No
3: creo que sobrevino usted mucho tiempo.
1: Basic premises, it's a prison. And you go in the prison and there are, as you find, well I won't spoil that, there's a bunch of levels. And this was written by a Spanish dude, and the concept is basically pushing for democratic socialism. That the people on top get everything, the people on the bottom get nothing, and the way they show that is food for the number of people that are in the prison gets piled on a platform. And it goes from level one down to I will not say. And along the way, by the time it gets to a certain point, just like in society, some people don't get a bite to eat. And then they put the horror in it and it fucks with your head. I thought it was a good horror movie. I didn't like the message, of course. Because I think we there are people that starve. I'm not saying it. There's always gonna be rich and there's always gonna be poor. In socialist societies and communist societies, in fucking Nirvana, as Bernie Sanders and ARC wanna wanna to fucking push for, they're gonna be rich and you're gonna be poor. That's just the way it is. I mean, we all catch breaks, we win the lottery, we get a good job. I had my break, I made a lot of money for a long time. Hey, it was fucking awesome. But at the end of the day, it didn't last long. And is that society's fault? No. Business went out. Greed took over. A couple bad breaks. It's life. You just suck it up. You don't sit and bitch. The next one is unorthodox. I'm halfway through this. It's interesting. So I'm just going to play the trailer. And I'm not going to really say a lot. You know, I'm just going to do a premise on the other side.
3: You escaped,
2: didn't you? You make it sound like I was in prison. Weren't you? No. But I left without telling anyone. Why did you leave? God expected
0: too
2: much of me. The <laughs> Where I come from, there are many rules. And the My family just cares that I'm a good wife and mother. to I had to get as far as possible from my community. So, will you help me? Your ticket, passport. Good luck in Berlin. We're in front of New York. Never been anywhere else.
0: The narcissist on the
1: sun
2: set.
3: Here. i have no money, no education.
2: What is do me, says, if not me, then who?
3: If not now, then when.
1: This is based on a book about a woman that was in um, Hasidic Jew faith, and she wanted to break away, and so she broke away from it. And so far. um... I'm kind of getting the premise that this is like a cult-like environment, blah, 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 blah. I would say my usual thing like, okay, now do one about Islam. But they're not going to. But Sweden did. And I don't have a soundbite for Caliphate. Caliphate came up um, after we finished uh, freaking The Platform. It is a Swedish TV show. Spoiler, 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 spoiler on the general premise, unless you want to be surprised. Basically, it's in Sweden, which they've had some terrorist attacks, and you're covering it from a cop, a kid, and the terrorists as they plan this big attack on Sweden. The most inspiring thing about this show, this would never be done in America. They just wouldn't do it because we're too liberal and they don't, you know, our media just doesn't want to say how bad it is in a Sharia law run country, but this show does. And they show how bad it was in Raqqa and how bad women are treated and how all these people got taken advantage from, from the Westerners that went over there thinking they're going to go fight for Allah and live in mansions, to the women and the young girls that get conned by recruiters to come and be an ISIS bride. I researched America had six ISIS brides, only one we ever heard about because the media is not going to cover that. And that was because Donald Trump's a dick because he won't let her come back and be a citizen. In the EU, there's probably 30, 16 from England. Britain had 16 kids from recruiters of people that are in their country recruiting kids to go fight and be brides to just the Internet. And they go over there, and it's all the con job. It's just like what they do to these young kids in the madrasas be a martyr get 72 virgins. And with the brides, they're showing these gorgeous pictures of, you know, marbled floors, and you're going to have this beautiful mansion to live in, and you're going to get, you know, married to all these gorgeous ISIS fighters, and blah, 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 blah. And they even start the show with the dude getting his fucking hand chopped off. It's pretty badass. I, I I was inspired by Swedish TV because they gave a real representation. I mean, the main male character is a fuck up who got conned into it, but he doesn't want to die. And after some fighting, he's scared. He's got PTSD. And by the end, they're like, okay, you're going to be a fucking martyr because you're a pussy and you don't have a choice. You're leaving. You're going to be a martyr. And the fucking patrols collecting up. I mean, I'm just telling you. Watch that show. That show, if you don't believe me by the end, or if you don't believe me initially, by the end you will believe me. This would never air in America. America would never make a show like this because they still are too scared to call out Islam on what is happening in these extreme interpretations of the religion. yes. Christians have extreme, but they don't con people to come live and then kill people and kill other Muslims or other Christians and fucking martyr themselves and blow them. I mean, Jesus Christ. I know the Obama administration loved making that comparison of the fucking crusades to now. Nobody's crusading now. Islam's still got a fucking problem. ISIS might be gone, theoretically owning territory, but these fucking nut jobs are still recruiting kids. And what does it say about Western culture that that many girls bought in and went over to marry ISIS dudes? What does it say? We seriously got some fucking problems. England's got some goddamn problems. So our last review is the show that I just fucking love. I begged them to re-air because they even did a talk Tacoma. And it's going to start next week. So I got it on the DVR, but I didn't get it last night. Um, I love Tacoma FD, I think it's really funny, yes, it's an acquired taste, if you're a Super Trooper fan, you're going to love this shit, but if you hated Super Troopers, like my wife did, you just got to give it a shot, because I'm going to tell you, it's really good, she's watching it now, it's funny, so here's the trailer from the second season of Tacoma FD, which premiered last night with a really good episode single wound to the abdomen it's okay sir oh my god we're losing him. never move an injured person okay sorry
2: i became a firefighter to help people i stayed a firefighter because damn i look good in the uniform
3: come on look at me when i saw my ass in the mirror i was like damn i would tap that
2: don't go out there half cocked i'm going out full cocked okay your a game? was more like my C game. That's a lot of game. My gut's hanging over my belt, my ass is showing, my pants are baggy. Ugh. All
1: is right with the world.
2: Are you ready, girls and boys? Yes! Are you ready to make some noise? All right, there's nothing to see here. Except the guy with his head in the fence.
3: If our periods sync up, Lucy and I will be unstoppable.
2: Or if there's anything we can sync.
1: God damn it, it's like a clown car idiot! idiots! So let's get twisted! Oh, let's get twisted! Oh, oh, oh. That is one big python between your legs. For
2: my new exotic dance routine, Chief Fos- it. He's going to blow a gasket. He'll never know it's here. Trust me. God! Oh my God! Okay! I don't like you being this close to my mustache.
1: From the stars of Super Troopers, Tacoma FD. New season this March on True TV. The best gauge for this show is that my wife laughs at least twice on every episode, which is hard. I mean, she's not a potty humor kind of gal, but she really laughs at this. It's it's a funny show, so definitely give Tacoma FD a try. Um, I would say, and this is sacrilege in my house, it's funnier than Practical Jokers. And I mean that. It's way funnier than Practical Jokers. So this wraps up another double episode of Flyover Politics Podcast. Please feel free to share this with family and friends. Send comments to FOPpodcast at gmail.com. FOPpodcast at gmail.com. Get the show on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Remember to check out Facebook page of Fop Podcast and Twitter page at Reed. We're going to go with our next podcast being April 1st, 1 April 2020. Year of our Lord type, one each, uh, which is Wednesday. Uh, The second is my 33rd anniversary, which should suck because we won't be able to do anything. Uh, We originally were going to go to a hotel um, in an area and go antiquing, but that, of course, got crushed. So we'll be staying home, maybe driving out to my favorite restaurant and having curbside, five-course, freaking fancy-ass dinner in the freaking Chrysler 300 pimp sled my wife has, uh, because there's not much else we can really do. Once again, during the whole course of this podcast, just trying to be a little entertaining. I hope you got a couple chuckles, not trying to downplay COVID's freaking dangerousness, but I'm, once again, truly a belief. It depends where you live, and as long as you stay safe, social distance, fucking disinfect, disinfect your fucking hands... I think we're all going to make it through this all right. Make sure you disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah-yays. Enjoy the family time. And tune in next Wednesday. As always, thanks for listening. Take care.
3: Thank you for listening to Flyover Politics Podcast. Please check out our Facebook page at FOP Podcast. And Twitter account at FOP Tony Reed. Remember, it's a short ride, makes every day count. I am the sun and the air. All the shine is that is to my early golden I am the sun and air. I love
1: nothing in particular.